What's up? This is Cole Hatter, and you are listening to the Solopreneur Hour with Michael O'Neill. The Solopreneur Hour podcast. Job security for the unemployable. It's the Solopreneur Hour podcast with Michael O'Neill. Welcome to the Solopreneur Hour podcast, where every episode we co-host with the best and brightest solopreneurs in the land. And now your host, Michael O'Neill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 732 of the Solopreneur Hour. How are you? Uh, I'm so incredibly excited about this episode because this is, I think, going to be part one of about four because this dude has so much amazing knowledge that I want to pass along to you guys. Um, first, I need to tell you that uh, this episode is brought to you by Playing in Traffic, and which I think is one of the most clever names ever for an SEO company. If you are someone who's trying to get your stuff, uh, eyeballs on your website, on your blog posts, on your business, you need Playing in Traffic. Uh, he is the guy, this guy, Chris Thomas, is one of uh, our Solo Lab members, but he is such a genius when it comes to SEO. Um, he put together this amazing guide, and it's literally everything you need to know about how to keyword optimize your website. Um, it is a really, really comprehensive PDF document. Um, it's at playingintraffic.co slash solo hour playing in traffic.co not com dot co slash solo hour um look this dude has been in the seo game for years and years and years he knows all the tricks he has this really gross but really amazing pimple popping website that gets over a million page views a month and he knows like just to watch him work and i've seen him work dozens of times it's so far beyond my like my knowledge base. He is so deep and knowledgeable about the SEO world. So he's going to put this put together this this huge guide that teaches you everything you need to know, and then he will also help you optimize your own website. Um, he's great at it, and we all need it. We all want to be found. We want people to type a word in and get our website. So playingintraffic.co, and then you can grab the uh, free guide at slash solo hour, playingtraffic.co slash solo hour. Uh, it's a free guide to cheap and easy keyword research. And then he'll take you through the entire keyword process and show you the exact tools that he uses to, uh, to optimize. So very cool. Uh, secondly, a couple of years ago, I was taking a stroll with Mr. Joel Kahn in Denver. And he said, dude, you got to write a book. Like Joel's written now like 40 dozen uh, best-selling books, but he is, he's a, He's a published author, and I feel like we all have a book inside us. So that was the first time that um, I've thought about actually writing a book. So now I have a book that's 75% done because I haven't used um, our other advertiser for today's show, which is Self-Publishing School by Chandler Bolt. Um, he's the founder of Self-Publishing School. It's an online education company dedicated to one thing, helping people like you get your book idea out of your head and onto paper as quickly as possible. Uh, then getting the published book into the hands of your readers um, 
as, as many of them as you can, basically. So Chandler is hosting a free training. We'll go through the entire process and how you go from a blank page to a published author in as little as 90 days. You can launch your book. You can make five, six figures with your book. They have everything in the blueprint. If you go to self-publishingschool.com slash solo hour, self-publishingschool, publishing school is one word, dot com slash solo hour. He has a free training. So Chandler will take you through the entire process of how to publish your book at self-publishingschool.com slash solo hour. I, I can tell you, you're listening to this. You have what it takes to write a book and that writing a book can absolutely change your life. It's almost like launching a podcast. You know, uh, so many doors have opened because of this very show that uh, if you have something tangible that someone can understand, oh, wait, this person knows what they're talking about. This person has value to offer the world. I'm going to pay attention to them. That's what a book can do. Self-publishingschool.com slash solo hour. It's also going to be in the show notes of this very episode, 732. So if you don't want to, if you're driving right now or walking your dog, you don't want to do that, just go to solohour.com and uh, find episode 732 and you can click that link. Um, you can, and by the way, when you do that, you'll get a copy of Chandler's best-selling book uh, called Published, which I have a hard copy of. Um, it's uh, normally sells for 15 bucks. So it's like the cheapest possible education you could get. Uh, you get a free book and a free training all at self-publishingschool.com slash solo hour. So I got a phone call a couple weeks ago from uh, my buddy, Pat Flynn. And he said, uh, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't a phone call, it was a text message. And he said, hey, um, are you still doing podcast launches for people? And I said, well, yeah, of course, it's, it's, it's what I do. Um, and he said, I have a recommendation for you. So he connects me with this dude. We have a great phone call. And I said, yeah, man, it would be really fun to work with you. So he reaches back out to me earlier last week and says, let's do it. So literally within 24 hours, I find myself on a plane to St. George, Utah, where this gentleman lives. And within like an hour, we were best buds because we had so much in common. Our history was so similar. We were both early snowboarders, like literally in the 80s, we became snowboarders. We had mutual friends in common. We have tons of friends in common in the digital marketing world. Um, he's got this incredible entrepreneurial history from literally from selling sunglasses in Tijuana, like buying sunglasses in Tijuana and selling them to his classmates at school uh, for a profit to doing the same thing with pencils, to starting a skateboard company, to starting a manufacturing company, to uh, growing a YouTube channel. His YouTube channel right now, as we sit, um, and this is August 2018. What, what year am I in? Um, as of a couple of days ago, has 1.7 million followers on his YouTube channel, which is called the Ohana Adventure. Uh, it's him and his family. They do daily uploads. And he has six kids, which is crazy balls by itself. Uh, and by the way, couldn't be like a nicer, more positive dude. So when you think about what, how harried a lot of uh, parents are, this guy's got six of them to deal with. And he, he's the nicest guy 
the Ohana Adventure has 1.7 million followers. The the paradigm shift of what a uh, what a light what lifestyle he and his family live because of YouTube is crazy. I mean, there are fan sites dedicated to his family. They go out to Walmart and people like the girls sneak videos like they're all celebrities. It's really crazy. So we get to dig in and talk all about his career and how he made all of this stuff happen in this episode. Um, I can tell you unequivocally that this episode is just the beginning. We, we could only scratch. I actually had to get on a plane. So I had to bolt pretty, I had a pretty hard out for this episode, but we're going to talk more about how, um, how he grew this stuff and what he's done. But the, the underlying core of all this is that he's a guy that is, is so uh, frequent in these episodes. He's a guy that says yes first and then figures out the details later. And that is if I, if I had to name one common thread about the most successful people I've ever had on this show, it's that they say yes first and then they figure out the details later. Whereas most average people or people that are unsuccessful um, say, I don't know, maybe. And then we think of 10 reasons why we can't do something. So he's the founder of Product, which, by the way, did um, John Lee Dumas's uh, Freedom Journal, Mastery Journal and Podcast Journal. So they produced all of those. If I showed you now the... Uh, lanyards, the hang tags from Social Media Marketing World. He did all of those. He, he's got so many. He's working with Pat Flynn on a new product that's coming out very soon. So that's on the manufacturing side with his company Product, P-R-O-U-D-U-C-T. And then, and then he's got this uh, YouTube channel, which again has 1.7 million followers. So he's just, he's got the Midas touch and it's not because he's lucky, it's because he works his buns off and because he has a great attitude about the world. So uh, without further ado, my good buddy on episode 732, Mr. Jace Bennett. All right, we're here in uh, St. George, Utah, in the Mechanic Millionaire Studios. And uh, I'm here with uh, Jace Bennett. Good morning. Hello, sir. Thanks I'm awake. Here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, we get to do this. We've spent three days now cranking on your upcoming podcast. Yes. The the Decode, which is... Um, that sounds so good when you say it. It does. <laughs> the Decode. <laughs> but I love the, the concept behind it, which is you have this, uh, a lot of range, as uh, I discussed a bit in the intro, but we're going to dig deeper into and I love the idea of this isn't just like tell tell me the story of how you got to where you are. It's let me break down the the part of that story that made it work. Yes. Like, oh, you you literally like at at that juncture, you just were in the right place at the right time. That was really lucky, right? That was a lucky thing. Or, oh yeah, that was the ninth conference that you'd gone to that year. And that's how you met. That's how you met that day, guy. Shaking hands, kissing babies. Right, <laughs> right. Shaking babies, kissing hands. Yes. And yes. Um, or, oh, that was when you locked yourself in the room for three months and became a Adobe Premiere wizard or yeah. whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? So I love the idea of breaking things down to their their raw essence because everybody's career is going to have a completely different arc. Yeah. And a different, a bunch of different ingredients that made them what they were. Yep. And I love the idea of sort of 
um, getting to the ingredient. That jazzes me up. Just hearing you say that, I'm like, yeah. I want to, I want to dig in. I want to, uh, I love it. It's well, you so know that, fun. that that's a good sign that we, we are going down the right path. Yes. And we've had a few of those. Yes. But, uh, I'm so excited. This, we've had a few of those this week, uh, in terms of just being able to go, all right, yeah, this one feels right. Cause mm-hmm. we, we had a couple of pivots, especially from where we were yeah. and, and now uh, I feel like we know, but, but rewinding that we've just met, we've just met like two or three days ago. I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. We were buds. Um, we have a lot of history um, without knowing each other. Cause you were like a skate dude. I was a BMX dude. We, yep. we sort of had entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Late eighties, early nineties, right. both on the slopes. Yeah. Mutual friends. We yep. have all like, it's a whole thing. So, uh, let's rewind that a little bit, actually. So you are, uh, are you originally from Utah? Are no. You Utahan? No. What do they call them? Utahn. 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 Yeah. Um, born in Canada. Oh. On a farm and huh. raising cattle. And my dad got accepted into dental school um, down in downtown LA. So Loma Linda, right, right out there. So moved from a farm in Canada to San Bernardino Valley. Wow. And then to downtown LA, he created some patents in the orthodontic industry, had a lot of upper ups that needed these braces that nobody could see. And then that went literally Foothill and Doheny in downtown Los Angeles. We were like, it was crazy. Wow. Um, Did all of elementary school there. Then Utah and junior high. That's when I came out here and touched snow again for the first time in a long time. I actually didn't remember snow from Canada. But wow. Anyways. How old were you when you went to L.A.? Uh, L.A. was about third grade, I think. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I was like 86-ish. Yeah. And then stayed there until right before junior high. Hmm. Did so. you have a, did, were you wired already? Did you, did you watch your dad and kind of? I went to his practice. I, I saw Tom Selleck once and I was like, whoa. Wow, probably at the height of his Tom That's, Selleck yeah, too. Yeah, I was like, that is the coolest mustache I have ever seen. That was like <laughs> Magnum P.I. And the, the chest hair. Oh, man. Braided chest hair. I don't hair. remember it coming out of the top of his shirt, but I'm sure it was. Wait a second. Do you know that song by Train? Uh, uh, it goes, hey, hey, mm-hmm. that one. Yep. They have a line in that song and he says something along the lines of, he's like, I'm so obsessed. Feels as if my heart is bursting from my untrimmed chest is the word. <laughs> and I was like, and you guys can see this. My hand is through my shirt now. It's like he's on the tour bus going, I need something that rhymes with obsessed. What would that be? I was like, was Tom Selleck his writing partner? He was on that? actually he's there. Like, that's t- that's Tom Selleck's cameo in that song. <laughs> <laughs> Go for him and Burt Reynolds teamed up on. Some lyric oh, writing. Man. Yeah. His untrimmed chest he went with. I did not. I love lyrics. That's and what I he went with. I did not know about Next that Next time one. you hear that song, you guys. Oh, I'm going to sing that all day hey, long now. His untrimmed chest. My daughters just are going to hate that part of the song. I'm just going to pull it down and just kind of. Just stroke it. Just <laughs> You're just lightly stroking your giant hair from your chest. It's amazing. So oh. you, you watch Tom Selleck come in and get a little work done. Yeah. Was that impactful? Did, was he driving the Ferrari? I don't know about the Ferrari. At that point, I thought a Chrysler and a Jag were the same thing, and I mm. offended this guy once. I remember huh? downtown Beverly Hills. Um, his office was two blocks from Rodeo, and uh, I, I specifically remember this. This is when I got into cars, 
And I was like, whoa, those two cars, your car and their car look just alike. And he's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 this is don't. a Jaguar. Mm, I, like I was like, Jaguar. what's a Jaguar? That sounds so fearsome. He's like, that's a LeBaron. I'm like, uh-huh. what's the difference? He's like, $100,000 or something like that. <laughs> right, and I was right. like, what? And that's when I really got into cars when I was a little kid. And I, my kids test me whenever we drive anywhere. They're like, hey, dad, what's that? Mm. Like, oh, that's a Santa Fe. Oh, what's that? That's an Escalade. Oh, what's that? And I'll just, I can. Can you do it by headlights, though? When the lights come up Ooh. behind you. That's when you go, oh, that's a late model Camaro. Only on Jeeps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> High and centered. <laughs> I don't know that there's any more, any word that can dictate where you came from more than Jaguar, which is the standard middle. But Jaguar all of a sudden is like very like, highfalutin. Oh. And yeah. then and then Jaguar is the yeah. opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. You go, oh, I see where you're from. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got a Jaguar? Yeah, you have a Jaguar? Oh, yeah. You What's, live in a trailer. That's it's how it's that a, works. It's a jagged... That, that comes off fence posts on right. farms. It's a wiry... wires. That's right. That's <laughs> not how you say the word. Well, so, you did teach me Porsche. It's true. Looks like we're going to so be friends. I'm, there we if go. we weren't going to be friends, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I would just go, oh, he's just ignorance. Well, ignorance is bliss. And the lettuce in between my teeth. That's so. right. We're good. <laughs> That's right. So you were in L.A., and then you found your way. But the question was, did you find your way to any sort of entrepreneurial spirit yet? Yes. You did in my, L.A. My parents would take us down to Tijuana all the time, and I would buy pencils, logoed pencils, in Tijuana instead of chicle, right? I'd what, buy these what's pencils. Chicle? The chiclet gum, the little oh. gum everybody's selling on the side. They still do it to this day. Chicle? They're trying to sell you little oh, you're kidding. chiclet gum packets. Yeah, It's like being in tuk 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 tuk. Yes. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> a massage? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'd buy those pencils because I saw them there, and I'd seen them in the little vending machine in our elementary school library. Mm. And I thought, how much are those pencils? And I talked to the di- guy, and my dad said, I bet you can get them for less. It's like, What? What? There's less. I can go to the grocery store and tell them I don't want to pay that much for bread. Like, yeah. this is possible. And so I started working the guy and my dad was laughing his head off. And I got these little packs of 25 pencils for like a dollar. And there were 25 cents in the vending machine. You could put your quarter in the vending machine, crank it. And you'd get an NFL logo oh, on your pencil. Or that was NBA the logo. logo. Yeah. And so I, I tried to find logoed, cool looking pencils and I would sell them for... 20 cents or two for 25 or whatever, but they cost me like five cents a pencil in Tijuana. And that's what I did. Fast forward to... Look at you. We moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, and we went back to California. And I love these Arnett glasses back in the day, the catfish. They were yeah. like the best glasses in the Wraparound. mid-90s. Yeah, yeah, that was... And I'd go down to Tijuana. I'd buy almost a garbage bag full of them. Knockoffs. I'd, yep, knockoffs. I'd bring them back to my junior high and I sold so many of these, and I did not say that they were legit. I'm like, no, no, no. I got these from Mexico, but they rock. Right. But these are amazing. And now you don't have to tell your mom, I need 150 bucks for these plastic framed glasses. And I started selling those. Fast forward to high school. So with what you know about manufacturing now, how oh, different were the man. ones you were selling from the ones that were being sold? so different <laughs> they were different <laughs> the lenses were nothing i am such a nerd on glasses lenses now yeah i am so ashamed <clears throat> of my 15 year old self <laughs> i thought you were going to say they were the same no 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 they're, very there's different. actually a, a pretty big difference it's 
Anyways, I won't nerd out on. There's some technology sunglass. in there yeah, that there you should, you're paying for. Yeah. Okay. There really is. A lot of it isn't is kind of fluff, but with those bigger brands, they actually do have super cool lens technology on their glass or on their polycarbonate right. or whatever they right, make their right. lenses out of. But if you ever work in the industry, like I used to work at REI and bike shops forever, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> whenever you get pro deals, and pro deals were like these, they're below wholesale right. deals. Um, so if you want to buy a bike or whatever, and the bike retails for three grand, you might get the pro deal for twelve hundred bucks or something, right. which would be a sweet deal on the bike, right? So I would always get whatever the best thing was because right. you might as well, right? But sometimes you find out like they're like, yeah, these Merrill boots, and they're like two hundred thirty bucks. You can get it for nineteen dollars. You're like, really? Yeah. yeah. That's how much the markup is. Yeah. And that's when it's crazy. No, that's and that I have found out a lot. We're uh, making quite a few things for these different influencers right now. And man, when you're going through the factory, I I've been through probably 15 different shoe factories Mm. and there's a lot of the pay less stuff. That's right in line with the Nike stuff. Right. It truly is like there. Nike absolutely does have their little tweaks and their cool little things, but the same factory is making it. The difference is the employee will spend 10 seconds less time per shoe on the Payless brand than they will on the Nike brand. Right. So they get the better stitching or they get that, but it's the same stuff. It's same stuff. Same it materials. It really is. Yeah. It's $7 of shoe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it you is. just paid two twenty five, mm-hmm. And that's, so it's crazy. Yeah. Are there places, and this is totally an aside. Are there places like, can you get though? I tried to buy a pair of shoes on Alibaba once and I was like, these yeah. are so hilariously not real. Yeah. Like they, they looked like a shoe. Yeah. And I ended up giving them to somebody because I'm like, like <laughs> they weighed as much as a piece of paper. I'm yeah. like, there's nothing. There's nothing here. here. Yeah. But I'm sure you can get stuff that's the real stuff. Oh, there's somewhere. a couple. When I go to China, there's two. There's a market in Shanghai and another market in Shenzhen that are. There's some pretty legit. Some pretty wow. legit. The the same factory is making it. They're just not putting the logo on it. Right. And it's this. It's the There's this place that makes those plastic bricks we'll say right the legos oh, right sure and i've got this one lady that it's just like i'll get the superhero oh actually here's the best here's a funny story um the star wars legos yeah. right they cannot use star wars it's copyrighted it's trademarked it's yeah. all wrapped up nice and secure so they have three different brands of star wars legos it is the exact same lego the exact same. When you open the box, everything, the exact same. Yeah. But on the box, it says, one of them said Space Fights, uh, not Star Wars. Sure. Space Fights, sure. right? Just Google Translate that. Sure. Print it. Let's go. <laughs> sure. The best one ever was Star and then W-N-R-S because the N in place of the A, right? So I looked at it the first time and I'm like, Star Wieners, Star Wieners. Oh my gosh, the box says Star Wieners. I bought 10 boxes of Star Wieners Legos that day. <laughs> and I brought them home to my kids and I didn't say a thing. I let them open it. They totally didn't notice. And finally, I looked at my son and I said, hey, say, say that name. He's like, yeah, Star Wieners. I'm like, what'd you just say? Star Wieners? Did you say Star Wieners? Oh man, I haven't lived it down. He he oh. cut out the boxes. He's got them saved. It's the it's the Star Wieners Lego. That is so funny. That is so hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, inappropriate. No, that, that is there we go. Very appropriate and funny. <laughs> and we're gonna get, I think, to your. Well, we'll eventually get to your uh, your the manufacturing part of your world, which is crazy. But so you moved to Utah. You sold uh, you sold glasses. <laughs> yep. 
Good for you. And then you had to be what in your twenties when you started a skate company. Yeah. You were a skater like yeah. through and through. Yep. I always skater snowboarder. I, I, yeah, I did in the nineties. I <clears throat> will admit I put rollerblades on for a couple years. You know how uh no never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hardest part about learning how to rollerblade? <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> So you put some some. I did, I did. I didn't admit some, it. Some this. FBs on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, there we go. Yeah. And uh, but I got super into manufacturing in high school, and I found a little wow. hack in high school. I was taking uh, home ec because all the cute girls took home ec, and uh, it's the yoga of the. It was 90s. the yoga of high school yeah. in the nineties, yeah. and uh, so I went in, took home ec, and they're like, "Oh, here's a sewing class." I was like, "Ah, oh, that's cool." And they had this pant design, um, and I, I laid it out, and I was like, what if I made these? Because this was the days of Janko, and like the jeans, if you couldn't see your shoes because the bottom of your jeans was big enough to touch the ground, right. you were cool. <laughs> right, right, right. If the po- your butt pocket was at the back of your knee, <laughs> right. you were cool. Right. And so I took this um, these shapes, and I, I made them super fat, moved the crotch up a little bit, widened the ankles, did all this. And I made them out of fleece mm. and it was like white and gray army fleece. And I wore those to school. Yeah. Everybody was all over it. Really? So then I thought, huh? I talked to my teacher. I said, can I make a copy of this pattern? And can I take it home? She's like, sure. I took it home. I didn't sleep. I made like 10 pairs that night. My fingertips were so raw. And so, cause my mom had this old school Bernina metal sewing machine that you could like take out a tank with um and so i started making those everybody in school loved them then i went to an outdoor store bought cordura Mm. and made snowboarding pants and that changed everything dude you're like you are like jj you guys are so similar really yeah oh man everybody wanted these because all they had was really lame ski pants at the time because the skinny wasn't in back then yeah and yeah, so I yeah. made these massive shells that would go over any ski pants. I put cool, like reflective striping on the sides and embroidered logo on the bottom. But I kept turning them into my home ec teacher hmm. for a grade. Right. So home ec saved my high school report card because I wow. took four classes. And instead of cooking, I said, can I just go over and do sewing? I know how to cook. Yeah. And she awesomely, this is a good teacher, right? right? She's like, you know what? You're thriving on that. I'm going to let you do that. I'm not going to force you to make stir fry again. Right. Right. Because <laughs> that's right. what everyone was making. I, I, sure. I hated the smell. So I'd always leave and go. So anyway, so I did that and uh, who I did that for the rest of high school, found any way to take your hand making it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Just, just myself. And then, yeah. yeah, for the rest of high school, that's how I made money. Um, I was working at my dad's orthodontic practice, but set up something there where I could come and go as I pleased. I just had to get a certain amount of stuff done. Yeah. And so I was all about the money. Wow. So you I, were, you were just home sewing. Yeah. 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 So super late at night watching Simpsons reruns. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then how did the manufacturing part come in? That came in a decade or so later. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, let's but, get to We'll get to skate shop first. Yeah. Okay. So, you went from there, and you're, again, your world was a lot of skating and snowboarding anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah, man. I, snowboarding was my, my jam at, what was it, nine years old, 10? The winter of my nine, 10-year-old switch, that's when I, I got a, a Burton, mm. and I was done. Yeah. I was done. It was, that's all it was about. It was so good. 
Um, but then, you know, fast forward, get married, move to Hawaii, start having kids, um, had a couple retail stores there, was trying that out with my wife, um, saw an opportunity in real estate, really latched onto that, took advantage of that for a good five or six years. Mm. But I've always been, I'm working on my main hustle, but I've always got a side hustle that I think can beat out the main. Sure. Right. The I've, hope is that it, it right. leapfrogs it. Yeah. I used to say that trumps it, but I don't know if I want to do say that anymore. That anymore. You no. can't say that. That was such it's, a good phrase yeah, in the nineties. Right. Um, it ruined a bridge as well. Didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Can't have a, um, a Trump card anymore. No. See? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that's what I've always had. I had this real estate company and I drove over my friend's um, skateboard, son's skateboard. And he came out of the front door crying. Uncle Jace broke my skateboard. I was like, Ugh. I was way too broke at the time to buy him a brand new one. So I was yard sailing for boards, trying to figure this out. And I said, dude, I love wood. I love woodworking. I love that. Let me try to make him one. So I made him a new board. You broke his board? Yeah. I, well, my, my buddy would not mow his grass. And in Hawaii, the lawn is the driveway. It's the same thing. There's not, not, not much of a difference. Yeah. And so I go pulling in and the grass was like two feet tall. Oh, you ran over it. I couldn't see it. And so I totally oh. ran over a skateboard and that started this idea that could I make a skateboard that you could drive a car over? Oh. And so I started messing with it, messing with bamboo, messing with other stuff, was making them in my garage. You found laminate and just started? Yeah. Oh, I uh, pressing them in my garage. Did you make like a wood press there's to do it? A wood press, and then finding a hydraulic press and getting a frame around it. And wow. Um. So I was, I was, man, my garage was a wreck. It was, it was yeah. so bad, dust everywhere. And in Hawaii, you don't get sawdust; you get like saw sludge because mm. it's so humid. Yeah. This stuff just sticks to everything. Um. Making skateboards in the garage, selling them out of my retail store. Mm. And met a guy, super good at manufacturing, lived in China for almost a decade and doing manufacturing and sourcing. And so brought him, he and I partnered in the skate company and he was in charge of getting everything mass produced. And so we went and we traveled all over the place. Um, I had already looked at a bunch of U.S. manufacturers and I really wasn't, this is not going to sound good. I was not impressed at all. Mm. They were late. They had imperfections. They weren't consistent. And so when he said, let's go to China, that's where my focus is. I said, okay, China, sure. Yeah. Man, their factories were on point. I mean, there were absolutely some ones that I'm like, meh, but their factories were on point, everything. And I was obsessed with manufacturing. Obsessed. I loved the process. So started going to factories, started going to coming up with different products. Fast forward another five or six years, skate companies in Costco, roadshows all over the US, Korea, um, getting Canada and Mexico all up and running, getting that started. And then... Were these all like downhill type boards or cruiser boards no, or are they regular skate? Everything. Like after, after about three years, I started with a kind of 80s style Alva yeah. type board. Big wide right? with like yeah. a big tail. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Big tail wide, something that college kids could like, they could pick up and toss in their back, hang it through the, the back of their backpack in their back. Yeah. Right. Kind of back to the future style. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but they could, they could throw their board there, but they could also rip around and it was wide and stable enough that any kid with a teeny bit of balance yeah. could use it as their mode of transportation. Right. And then a couple longer boards. 
and I got into really long boards. And then finally, when I had come to Utah um, to help our distribution, cut costs and get a warehouse, built an indoor skate park there, launched our popsicle stick style decks mm. and got a skate team. And we were traveling a bunch and going to these competitions. It was amazing. It was mm. so fun. How do you, how do you do like, <clears throat> what's the transition like between being a, a, a guy who's making skateboards in his garage and you're just selling to sort of random folks. Then this guy says, Hey, you can come to China and do this. There's gotta be a, a big, chunk of upfront cost you have to come up with. Yeah. Doesn't there? Yep. And how does that work when you don't have a ton of money to, uh, is it beg, borrow, or steal? It's beg, borrow, or steal. It's uh, friends, family, and something else. I forget the phrase, but I actually had um, a grandpa that loved entrepreneurialism and he and I were chatting and I mentioned it and he said, okay, here's the deal. I'll give you a one year, $20,000 loan. Hmm. He said, how much have you put in? I said, I'm 10 grand in with everything so far. He goes, I'll give you 20. Here's my terms. Do you want to do it? I said, okay. So yeah. that business actually was launched off of a family loan. Wow. Which was crazy to me because I was all about nothing with family, nothing with family. I'd always heard that. I'd always stuck to that. And I did it. Mm. And I paid him back. I was doing real estate at the time as well. So I had a couple really good sales and... Paid him back before the one year. Oh, yeah. Got that taken care of personally. And so then that was just taken as my investment into the company. And what happens with the 20K? You take it to this factory? Yeah. Basically? You yeah. say, we want it was 500X all, or it whatever? It was all inventory. Yeah. We put every nickel into inventory. We didn't pay. I didn't get paid for first two and a half years until finally I said, okay. And I started taking, and I, I took 30000 a year, I think is what my first pay was for right. the annual. So, um, and then that's when we got into Costco, we actually started getting some revenue coming in. We started building the brand. Um, we, I built all of that off of, um, well the first order hundred boards. I started a Twitter account, figured if I can sell a hundred boards on Twitter, we've got something here. Hmm. This is what? 2005, uh, nine, 2009. This time was 2010. By the time the Twitter account and all that started, okay. it was 2010. Um, right, what was I thinking? Twitter wasn't even around then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah around 2010. Um, and I, I, I would sell them. People would call in on the business number, which was my cell phone. And I'd say, oh, yeah, let me transfer you to the warehouse. The East Wing. Yeah. Let me get you to the East yeah. Wing. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me get you to the warehouse. Give me just a second. Yeah, this is the warehouse. <laughs> I would literally yeah. change my voice. No, you wouldn't do I that. I absolutely did at least That's a handful of so times because I felt so sheepish because these people thought it was this massive skate company because our Twitter account was the biggest Twitter account for longboard skateboarding. That's so funny. Anyways. so That's hilarious. But then people started contacting me to source stuff for them. And we tried to run it through the skate company and to keep it so that my partner and me, we could all kind of keep everything coming through that one medium so we could keep the income from it. And then everything just broke down. For a year and a half, I tried it. And finally, I was talking to a friend of mine and our general manager, and I was like, it's not working. We're offending all these people. It's such an opportunity. Do you guys want to get involved? And we'll do something over here for the sourcing because it, it has nothing to do with skateboarding. Mm. We've never manufactured anything for anybody else that even comes close to even action sports. It's all been very, very different products. So I said, you know what? I think it's okay. 
And they went off and we started that and started running with it. Is that product? That's product. So, and you guys have now done some really, uh, some really amazing things for people we know, like you yeah. did all of John Lee Dumas's Freedom Journal yep. and Mastery Journal. Yep. And, and now the Podcast, podcast Journal. journal yep. Right. And that's, uh, that's all amazing. And you can also, you guys can check that out at product.com, right? Yep. P-R-O-U-D-U-C-T.com. Yep. And then what else? Any other things we would know, like people we would know that you've worked with? And, um, and, the, and, and just what, what is the range of the kinds of things that you can deliver? Oh, man. The kind of products. We launched a couple months ago for um, some YouTubers a female brand with them that is just doing amazing. They're doing so good with it. Um, but they are like yoga gear and dresses and stuff like that. Really amazing high-end female products. Um, all the way to like clothing or yeah, clothing. Okay. And then to like John's books. Um, Pat Flynn has got something he's fine. He's talking about it now. So I think I can something is in the hot, in His, the hopper. Oh yeah. Vid summit. That's when he's releasing it. And this thing is awesome. Anybody that uses cameras to shoot things. Okay. <laughs> you need this product. All right. Um, that's coming out. My goodness, it's you name it. We, I mean, social media marketing world, they're lanyards, they're bad stuff like that. Oh, right. And which were some of my favorites. So, yeah, if, when you come to San Diego, you'll see that right outside of Studio 86, I have a um, this little rack and I have all my lanyards. There's oh, really? like a hundred lanyards oh, hanging out a thing. And the social media marketing world one is awesome. It's one of my favorite Did you ones. You get the, of the blue bed. or the brown? Oh. Right, there was a difference. The blue and the you. I know which. One I have you to got. look. Yeah, which one but did I get? You got the. They they wanted to differentiate internally between people that had been coming back for a couple years. Yeah. Or the first timers. This was like my fifth year. Yeah. So you probably got the brown and I got the blue. The brown was cooler. And you were you were you, new. I was new. Jeez, I was new. With your pink shoes. I know pink shoes, new lanyard, doe eyed, just walking around. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All, yeah. All giddy. Silent and carrying a big stick. Um, What, uh, tell me this, what kinds of things do you, can you make? Like what's, are you sort of across the board with whatever products someone can come up with? So our benefit is we have a ton of connections that consider us family overseas between any of my two partners are me. And so when people ask us, hey, I, I just got a text this morning. Hey, can you make, uh, what was it, coconut milk powder? And I said, give me two seconds. I sent a message out there. Oh, yeah, we've got a guy in Sri Lanka that actually, that's what he does. But you can only do it by the 10 tons. I said, hmm. okay. So I got back to the guy. Hey, if he can make an order of 10 tons or more, yes. He's like, who even does that? I said, serious people. <laughs> serious people do that. I said, if not, serious people, just keep buying it on eBay or Amazon and you're okay and mix it into your products until you scale. But other things we can absolutely do at a much smaller scale. But the funny thing is with manufacturing, all these entrepreneurs contact us every day and they say, hey, here's this widget that I just bought for $19.99 from the store. I want to make it too. Right. That's great. Okay, let's do this. Yeah. How much is it going to cost me? Well, it's going to cost you about 12 bucks. What? How? 12, it's only 19.99 from the store. Right. When you right. order 250,000. Right. 
you want right. 200. They got it for seven. Right. You want, you want 200 of these. Yeah. And so that's, that's where, right. It's, it's the, the phrase is, you know, can your company scale? Can you scale? Can you scale? Sure. Well, that goes the same way here. Right. It doesn't get down to that cost until you can actually scale. So can you sell it for this and only make this much? Right. Until you can scale and then you've got those margins, then you can mess around. But there then has you can to be fun. It, it was interesting to to be around you to see like you look at like a light and go, Oh, I want to do that light and make a couple of tweaks to it and, and then I'm gonna sell it here. Yeah. And it's very um it's very natural for you now. Yeah. To, because now you know this landscape well enough. You know the landscape of how things get made, yeah. which I think is, I think one of those, I think it's one of those skill sets that literally can inform the rest of your life. Yes. Because you can, you could, if everything went away right now, I think you could just make something. You yeah. would probably just make something and, I, I and do well with it. I could hop on a plane to China going, you know what? That'll probably sell. I like that well. right there. Let me grab. All right, honey. Sorry. We don't have savings, but now we don't have a car. I just sold it and I right. bought this widget and it's going on Amazon tomorrow. <laughs> right. Right. And then, yeah, that's, yes. And that's a thing. I that's, love it. That to me is really a really cool. And that's where the decode I love because when I see like the microphone you're speaking into, I can actually see the machine that is wrapping that aluminum around the core of the mic and that's putting the mesh on. Like I can, right. I can see that right, happening right. when I look it. at stuff like the, the little, uh, the shock mount. Rubber band. Yeah, yeah shock it's called mount. a shock mount. Yeah. I can see where they're screwing those little arms into the side and how they would. Anyways, I love. Right. That's my favorite thing is the tour factories. It's you, so fun. I love it too. How uh, it's made. I love oh, watching yes. how it's made. Yes, exactly. It's like porn. Yeah. Um, this is a, um, I had this idea. Uh, I'm wondering if you could be the guy, but I had this idea. I do these long Targa events in my car. So mm -hmm. 1,500 mile events. And sometimes stuff breaks in the middle of nowhere. Right. And it was like, oh, just call AAA. I'm like, remember the part where I said it's the middle of nowhere? There's yeah. no cell service yeah. in the middle of nowhere. You have to fix this. But most people have these little toolkits. I thought, wouldn't it be cool to have this all-inclusive, like, has everything you need. including oh, that's some, awesome. Including coveralls. Right. Because you're going to have a nice clothes on. Yeah. But so I had designed this cool toolkit to be able to fit into, like, a, a suitcase kind of vibe. Um, this is, this was, that was the original wrench you product. You are very organized. Look at this. Well, well, that's the, so I'm showing him the picture of Go my. Go to the underscore R-E-N-N-C-H underscore Instagram. You just have to type in wrench. Yeah. R-E-N-N-C-H. It'll find me. Scroll back to 2017 and look at this mad organization. Yeah. That's, but that, that is the kit. Yeah. And I want to make that this. into these, these really cool, they look kind of like vintage suitcases. Right. And they're all wrapped in like, they'll be houndstooth. And you oh, know, I love tartan. And oh, I love it. They'll be able to tuck right into the trunk and perfectly fit. And then you, you open them up and you have all your tools. So if, no, you, that's, if you know a guy. Well, I have a glove factory. Okay. I have one of the best bag manufacturers in the world. That's what I need. And he is my, I, when we're done with this, I will show you some pictures of bags we've done for people. All right. Well, that's what I need. Those are he's, bags. He's the guy. Oh, they're so. All right, everybody. Wrench bag is coming out. Yeah. Waxed canvas. That's what it, that's what this is. Vintage leather. Yes. Oh, baby. Stop I talking like this. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, before we go, because I have to go to the airport sooner than later, um, the Ohana project, mm -hmm. the Ohana adventure, rather. Yes. Is you're living in Hawaii. You, you decide, let's turn a camera on ourselves. 
And let's we have a you have a giganto family. You've got six kids mm-hmm. and the Feels wife. like thirty seven. Yeah, sometimes. you've got yeah. nine <laughs> basketball teams. Um, <laughs> but fast forward uh, now a couple of years because you started this thing in twenty sixteen. One point seven million followers. We hit it this morning on YouTube. Yeah, and you have. I mean, that is a lot. That is a crazy amount of. Uh, social leverage yes. now. Yes. Because it's not only just the 1.7 million followers, it's the 1.7 million that all they do is interact on their phone. It's a bunch of 18 to 24 year old girls, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. or younger. And younger. And yeah. younger. Instagram is only telling me about the 18 to 24 year olds, but I am sure there is quite a few of those 24 year olds who it's, well, I guess not. 24 is too young for that. Not what? in Utah. To have old enough kids to be on YouTube all day. Oh, long. right. Yeah. But it's, it's it's their kids as well. But yeah, it's it's a massive. I am always geeking out on who's following us, and I'm 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 researching back, and because for me that's what video content do we put out there? Well, what demographic is YouTube pushing us to right now? Are right. we pushing a lot of eight to ten year olds right now? Or are we pushing thirteen to sixteen year olds? If not, are right. we pushing eighteen to twenty four year olds? And at different seasons, like right now, it just shifted to back to school. To back to school. So it's all teen topics. Yeah. And that'll wear off. And then right before Christmas, all the toy brands are shoving toys down our throats. Right. Our entire yard is toys. And so then we push a ton of that content because that's where the ad revenue is. And right. just like in any in any other industry, you make all your money November, December. <laughs> so, and just so people know, and I've learned so much about YouTube over the last couple of days, they work on a, a CPM model, which is... Uh, cost per thousand. So depending on how many people watch the video, you get it. Uh, is it YouTube? Yep. I guess YouTube sends you the money. Yeah, Google right? Google sends us a Google sends you a check direct for, deposit for whatever month. it is. And you were um, you did three hundred videos. Yeah. Before you'd made a dime. Before we made anything. Right. Yeah. Three hundred over the course of uh, it was daily videos. Yep. Over the course of nine months. Yeah. Or no. Is that what it was? Nine yeah, months. Nine months. And then you, what was your first check for? $255. Yeah, $255. And we were so pumped. And what is that? How many views is that? Like 500? Oh, what was that? That was no, not about... Even. That had to be like 10,000 or something. We weren't even to... Yeah, we weren't even to 50,000 views at all. Yeah. We weren't even close to that yet. Right. Um, But then that next year, that first year, we got 100,000 subs. The first year. And 100,000 subs. And at that point, we had still only made a, less than $1,000. So we were like, oh, you got 100,000 subs. You're big time. Right. Well, yeah. it's it's You're big time in the it's, society. It's real, it's real sexy. That looks great. Right. But th- there's not much money behind it at that point. Right. But then 12 months from that, 12 months from that um, time period, that January to January, that next January to January, we made, well... We got a million subscribers in that time period. Yeah. So year one, hundred thousand subs. Year two, another million. So by the end of January, we we're at one point one. Right. Subs, and now it's been six months from seven months from that point. Yeah. And now we're one point seven. So we're hoping to end the year at two point five. Wow. Which is a stretch. But right. We'll see. But you'll. But we'll now see. it's a different world because now you've you're elevated. It's almost like. When you're a, you become a celebrity and then you don't have to pay for anything, even though you could, but now it's like, now, not only do you know the algorithm, but then YouTube is helping you along and there's a lot of opportunities that come from a growth standpoint. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what's 
you're starting to dial in what seasons matter and yeah. it's back to school and you're really hacking. You're really reverse engineering. Yeah. A lot of what makes it, it work. Yep. Which is super cool. Yep. And that's, it's doing so much. It's so amazing. But now my wife really owns it. Like mm. she kills it now. She has got it all dialed in to where I almost felt like, actually the phrase you mentioned, she's at cruising altitude now. Yeah. She can take her seatbelt off and move about the cabin. Right. So I'm like, well, I can move about the cabin. Can I go sit on this row over here with nobody else sitting there and start something else? Yeah. Because I've wanted to do the book or the podcast idea, book idea for us 10 years plus, turning it into a podcast now. And so that's where I'm going to take off again, go and right. put all my experience and all this other weirdness that I've had in my sub 40 years of life and try to do, do something new. I'm super excited. It's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm so, so excited. So what's, what's so neat about this, I think, is that now these big brands are reaching out. A company like Hyundai will say, hey, come drive our car for the weekend and just show up and we'll feed you. And yeah. they pay you a chunk of money to, to do the videos. And Disney rolls around. And yep. these big companies are rolling around. Companies um, I'd never dreamed of right. paying me ever. Right. No way. And, and it's like at some point, you guys probably look at each other and go, oh, this is, this is getting pretty legit. Like they're paying... Yeah. They're paying some real money, and yeah. all of a sudden, this is a thing. Yeah, really, in the grand scheme of things, not that hard in terms of like building no. a, a million dollar business. No, it's like it's yeah. so so. Yeah, let's go. Um, since I'm so nerding out on YouTube lately, give me the quick gear and um, workflow of doing like a daily video. Okay. So in terms of of who does what, where it goes. Who does the editing, how it gets posted, okay. and then how it gets created. Startup person, how we started or how we are now? Um, give me a little from column A, a little from column B. Okay. Um, the Twitter you, version of the you, startup. You can, we started on our phones on iMovie. Sure. Legit. Yes. iMovie, phone, hold it sideways. For how long? Probably three months. Yeah. Just trying to figure it out. And I was like, okay. It's about where I am with I, my thing. Right, I, I'm about ready to get that camera. Yeah. It's three months in. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's get a camera. So we got this Canon G7X, and it was the go-to camera at the time. Um, got that. I had my one. laptop. One. You got one. One. Yep, just one. And uh, I was already in Adobe Premiere because I was already on YouTube. I'd been on YouTube since 2009 making skate videos. Right. And so I knew how to edit. I knew YouTube. That's what got us into it was these conventions that I was going to for the skate company convinced my wife, hey, they make insane money for turning a phone on and pointing it at themselves. Yeah. All you have to do is be consistent enough that the algorithm recognizes you. Come on. Let's, it's worth a shot. Let's yeah. try that. And uh, then things started to go. We invested a little bit more into it. We were a couple thousand bucks into it probably by the time we actually got that first 255 bucks yeah. and thousands of hours. Sure. Thousands of hours. Thousands of hours. But now we have a video. We have a couple different editing teams. Well, so what's what's the camera you're using now? Now? Which I'm gonna get. Oh, man. It's the, so cool. I love this camera. Canon actually invited me to some NDA signing in the basement during VidCon meeting. Wow. <laughs> like Last year? Uh, yeah, this last June, whatever it was. Oh, okay. With their teams from Japan. I can't say anything more than that, but... We were down there in the basement for an hour being grilled by their team on this and that and the other. 
because I had sold so many of this darn little camera. It's this new DSLR that they have, but it's not a full DSLR. It's it's in between point and shoot and DSLR. It's the Canon M series. Yeah. But all their other M's were just I did not like them. garbage. But this M50 M50 is the I own four of them now. Yeah. Well, I have different lenses on each of them. That's all we shoot with. We got rid of our big old DSLR. We got rid of the little G7X Mark IIs that we had. This is all we shoot on now, and it and it's little, which it's, is cool. It's small, but the way that it runs is I can drag my finger for brightness. I can drag my finger on the screen for sharpness and blur effect, and it's it's an iPhone with an epic lens mm. and a good mic. <laughs> And you put you put uh, one of these external mics on it, yep. like I forget what you called it. The uh, mic. There's the there's the Rode Micro that I don't like. I'll be honest. There's <laughs> the uh, Comica Micro. That's the one I love. Right. Actually, you have to cut the little dead cat foamy thing around it. You have to cut off the fuzz a little bit because it gets in your lens. But still, I, I love, love that you that called mic. the dead cat. It's so right? funny. It's kind of that it's, Hollywood it's phrase. Yeah. The big dead cat. Yeah. Right? The big, big muff. Yeah. Um. And so we shoot on that. So we shoot on that. And then at the end of the day, my wife goes, or my daughters, and they take all the cards, organize them into files, Dropbox them, and certain videos go to certain editing teams. And then... So how many editing teams do you Three. Have? Three editing teams. Yeah. And where are they? Where? Where? Uh, Latvia, Russia, and England. Okay. And... And they all have different skill sets? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of them we use for long, long form... Long form content yeah. um the other one is the short form content and then we're working on this other one so they can do all of our instagram videos oh and cool. so we'll send the same dropbox link to three different people and tell them to spit out three different videos because the youtube video might be going to eight to 16 year olds but we want the message from the video to be more of an older audience so we have the guy on facebook trained to kind of pick that out of it mm. and then the instagram guy short poppy very adhd style the stuff I like to watch, like sure. super quick, fun little edits. Stories. Yeah. For stories, yep. that kind of thing. Yep. Wow. So that's that's what we're working on. We're right in the middle of that. We haven't started that. We're still doing all the Facebook and all that. But those two new teams, we're almost done training. It takes us about mm. four months to train an editor. Yeah. Because I'm very psychological about what point, what enters the video. And we're, yeah, it's, how, it's much how more far, of a science. How far ahead are you guys? Uh, we try to stay seven to 10 days ahead. Oh, okay. And so it's really hard when I have something epic that happens. You're, I want to put you're it on daily. Yeah. Still every day. Yeah. I want to put something on Instagram. I'm like, Oh, this was so, oh, I can't put it on until next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, really? You're like, wait, I was there the same day. I didn't see you guys. I'm like, yeah, cause that was last week. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But for the anonymity and the, cause we do get stopped quite a bit. Yeah. It's not, not a pride thing. Just it's kind of what it is. We love it when fans stop us actually. We really do. We well, again, your the your target, your group, are the epitome of fans. Like, yes, there's no more fanny, no the people fangirl than, to fangirl. That is what this is. Like that, the screaming, the crying. Yes. It it's it that happens. Age. I thought it was just in like music videos. And You're they the were screaming and crying. These girls actually scream and cry. Like wow. we we keep pockets full whenever we go out of the house. We have this little bucket with uh, buttons that have our logo on it. And they're little one and a half inch buttons. And we only give them to people who have met us to kind of give them motivation to stop us and say hi. Yeah. Except at VidCon, we hide. Or you hide. We, we hide. We try to, we, got, we get yelled at all the time at VidCon. Anyways. Um, wow. But so that's that audience. So now it's time. My daughters, I'm working on their merch lines. 
because they have their own channels, their own Instagrams, working on their merch lines, so they never have to have a nine to five. They'll never my, have to. That is my goal. If they don't want to, they don't have to. They will to. be little celebrities right out of the gates. But not, hopefully, the productive human celebrities, <laughs> right? Right. Not the ones that think everything's owed to them. My kids don't get their YouTube income. They It's theirs. It's in their bank account. Yeah. But they only get 5% of it that goes to their checking account that they can access. Mm. Till when? Uh, I think I set it to 18. Yeah. But if we have a meeting and they pitch me an idea... We'll dip in and invest, pull money out to invest in certain things. My daughter's merch line's coming out. So she's going to write um, this whole thesis style business plan for me. She's There's YouTube videos for her, what to do to research it. She can pitch it to me. If it's a good idea, we can pull money out of hers. And then we'll come up with an agreement of some type of a loan we'll give her. Mm. And not to be mean, but to be real world. I right. mean, she is 15. Sure. And we can give her some money, yeah. but she's going to have to work for it. She's going to have to sit down with me like she would a bank or like she would anywhere. This, you're, the, you're the grandfather now. And get along. I know. I am. I look like a grandfather. <laughs> I'm 38 years old. <laughs> Anyways, but then she can come and get a loan out for her merch line. And my daughter can do that for hers. And my boys can do that when they want to come out with a toy line, whatever it is. Yeah. But they'll have the funds there. And then I will help. But I'll make sure it gets paid back. And I'll do something so they can keep it. But... Anyways, yeah. yeah, we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna continue to dig down into this because I, I think your story is so deep. So we're gonna. It's interesting. You've got a lot. You have a lot. <laughs> you have a lot to cover uh, in this because um, I feel like this would be easily another hour. Yeah. So dang it. I talk a lot. <laughs> no, I, this. No, no, no. I nothing to do with that. I'm gonna see you at that. What is it? What's the next conference? Vid, uh, Vid Summit in LA. Vid Summit. Yep. I'm going to see you there in some capacity. And we're probably going to sit down and we'll probably do an episode of Decode, but we're going to do Let's another do episode of, of this show and dig deeper in. What do I want you guys to do is definitely go check out the Ohana Adventure on YouTube and, um, and find them on all the Instagrams as well. And also write me. There are so many things that we just touched on between... Starting a brick and mortar business, between starting a skate company, starting YouTube or digital, um, Instagram. We barely got into anything with Instagram, and you you have just as much of a an Instagram hacking, reverse <laughs> I love, engineering I love idea. Yeah. Uh, as you know, um, and you've got the new podcast, so we got a lot more to cover. Um, you guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, always great to be in your earballs. I gotta get on a plane, and uh, we'll see you next time. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash solo hour, on Twitter at solo hour, and of course at solohour.com. Michael, you're so naughty. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy.
120 South Central Avenue Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.